This is the podcast for April 8th, 2011. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Waukesha branch of the Yo-Yo Dining Propulsion Laboratories, it's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. So they found 7,000 extra votes in Waukesha, and they're all from Yo-Yo Dine Propulsion Laboratories? <laughs> yes. Is that it? Strangely enough, uh, flying out of this uh, county clerk's ass apparently came uh, uh, a whole bunch of votes, all of whom are mysteriously first named John, all of whom have the, have have numerically uh, sequential Social Security numbers, and they're all John Big Boutet and John Smallberries. I think there's probably something there, probably something ain't right up They all registered to vote on the same day. Yeah, isn't that odd? Isn't that strange? <laughs> you know, these clowns wouldn't last two seconds in Chicago. That's all I can say, because <laughs> – because you know, because we at least have a, a, a sort of pride in our craftsmanship, and and all of our election thievery in Chicago is all intramural. Yeah, I was going to say it, it happens at the ballot box, right? It, so. it, well, it's Democrats. It's it. Well, traditionally, it was the machine making sure machine candidates stayed in because Republicans yeah. never stood a chance. Past Big Bill Thompson, the mayor, the last Republican mayor of Chicago in the 30s, there's never been a Republican mayor in Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all vote theft in Chicago traditionally, with the exception of, say, 1960, was all about you know keeping machine candidates on the ballot and you know loyal on the ballot, disloyal off the ballot. Mm-hmm. And this crazy shit in Waukesha, it's like you realize the national spotlight's on you people, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, apparently she so, doesn't. The whoever yeah. this this county official who's had problems. In the past, and tries to keep her election results on her personal computer. <laughs> on her Commodore her, 64. Right. Well, and she, she, the claim, what I'm hearing on email this morning, and, you know, take it with a grain of salt, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot coming out about this. Uh-huh. But apparently, she's claiming that she didn't, the reason this happened was she didn't save in Access, in Microsoft Access. Uh-huh. Which is a program that you don't save in? No. <laughs> no. I didn't save. I I tried to do this and I didn't save. And it's a relational database. Anybody, I'm, yeah, I'm anybody who's up. ever yeah. used Access says, "Wait a minute! All you have to do is type in a number, and if your computer crashes, uh-huh. you come back and that number's in there." Well, yeah, you, you might. That's lose what the last Bill Gates record. did. Yeah, you make, might lose the last record or two, but you're not going to. No, it, it's no. no you can't <laughs> you're not going to lose fourteen thousand. No, Pardon? no, no, exactly. You can't yeah. do that. It doesn't work that way. The program doesn't work the way she's claiming it does. So well, maybe it's Access 2.0 on her Commodore <sighs> 64. You know, just and just discovering the the net total exactly the right amount to to um, avoid a recount. Yeah, it's recount. exactly seven thousand, which is what you need to avoid a recount in in the most conservative. County in Wisconsin. Yeah, the and, day she, after and the she's had problems in 2006 and in two th- other other times. There's a history of her behavior. Well, and, in this you regard, know, it, we we you know we I know the the people there were keeping uh, news folks. AP, mm-hmm. I believe you, you mentioned, were keeping pretty close track of yeah the, yeah the people who were coming and going. And, yep. and the idea that you know, that they would on election night miss. Thousands of thousands people. of votes. Yeah, that AP would would look at the numbers and report them, and then say, "But wait, you guys, you're missing a bunch. Like, yeah, not not seven, not seventeen. <laughs> no, seven thousand yeah. votes. Look, these these returns coming in aren't complete yet, and somebody right. would have said something. We can't report these because we know 
you have you have eleven thousand votes missing. You yeah. know, we know we can tell that. So go mm-hmm. look at your numbers. But yeah, it's it stinks like rotten fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope well, I hope that the Department of Justice or somebody high up gets involved. And if there's any wrongdoing, and it's all alleged at this point, uh-huh. any wrongdoing. You know, I think you said last night she needs to be hung from a lamppost. Like <laughs> she needs to be. Whoever did this, if if there is any wrongdoing in election from now on, there people need to go to federal prison for this. Well, this is the thing that that you and I have talked about offline, and I think and online too, is there's a certain uh, there was a character from Murphy Brown, Stuart Best, yeah. who who was who who came back uh, as uh, Wallace Shawn, who came back as a guy running for Congress, who had I am, crazy one of my imaginary ideas. boyfriends. Wallace Shawn is one of my yeah. imaginary boyfriends, by the way. I just want to know that. And he ran for this uh, this office, and he was running for Congress, and he went on her show and said this crazy stuff. And at midway point between it, he, he was begging Murphy Brown to help him because he had gotten into debt with some very dangerous people who were making him say crazy things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a certain franticness about – Oh, and I've said that on my blog too. Like yeah. is, this, is, the, is there like a, a clock ticking – Right, you know, it, it's like the, the wicked witch and Dorothy yeah. has the hourglass, you know, yeah. and the flying monkeys are going to come back. And well, you know, it, I mean, Scott Walker is so fucking brazen. I know, and the Republicans yeah. under him are so lockstep. You know, yeah. we're just going to we're just going to rip the guts out of the union, and anybody who stands in our way, we're going to break. If we're going to violate our own rules, we're going to break the Constitution, we're going to lie to the voters, we're going to fuck you to recall. We're, and yeah. it's just. Let's let's remind ourselves. This is always what happens. When Republicans get in power. Yeah. Always. This is why if you voted Republican because you suddenly forgot the last thirty years. Yeah, you I was really going no to say at least at least since right post Reagan. That this yeah. is what's been going on. Yeah. They get it. Yeah. They, they get into office on your dissatisfaction. Yeah. You know. We're going to send Washington uh, a message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go <laughs> go tell them, and then they get in there and they start gutting. Everything you care about, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't vote for that, and so oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you didn't read you the did. fine print. Of course, I didn't mention in my election that I'm, I plan to destroy the unions or, or social security or Medicare or social security. Yeah, I didn't bother to mention that when I was running for office, but you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We all knew that's what we were about because that's what Republicans do. Yep. So this yep. is just another chapter in the Heritage Foundation, Koch brother, right wing attempt to shove a corporate state down our throats and And waukesha county clerk kathy nicholas is the person that is in trouble right now or is being investigated (laughs) and you know you know where she's going to wind up don't you she's going to wind up doing budget numbers for the heritage foundation (laughs) (laughs) well she's you know she's that's where paul ryan is getting all of his numbers on you know, we're going to – if we cut the budget and give a 10% tax cut to billionaires again, mm-hmm. we're going to have unemployment at 2.0%. And well. unicorns and fairies <laughs> will come out of my ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's our she's our own little Midwestern Catherine Harris, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know? Oh, you betcha. I just – I just – it was on my uh, – it was on my Mac too. You know, yeah. it, just, it just fell yeah. off there. Yeah. And I don't – think she understands the shitstorm that's coming her way. No, she doesn't. But, Clearly, she doesn't. Yeah. All right. Because uh, she's done it before and gotten away with it, apparently. Or or there have been all kinds of questions. And it's always been, you know, some local county official chewing her out. But she never lost her job. She still got her job. So, 
Of course not. You know, these just understand. And this is true. I, I will say this is true of every unit of government I've ever been uh, uh, familiar with. And that's there's always a charmed circle of people yep. in or near the top who don't get fired. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what they do. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter what they do. Yeah. They're never going to lose their job. Republican yeah. or Democrat, mm-hmm. inside of a corrupt government, there's yeah. always that group in the middle who talk about running the government like a business and yeah. making things more efficient, and et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes out of nut cutting time, they're mostly incompetent and they mostly have jobs for life. Yep. And which makes them hypocrites and therefore usually Republicans. So, moving on. Well, I wanted to talk today a little bit about race. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because Melissa Harris Perry was on. Uh, yay. Yay. We love her so much. We do. And she's up. Awesome. She's so smart. And they were, she was, they were talking about, uh, Social Security and Medicare and unions and, you know, all of these kind of attacks on the middle class way of life. And Rachel Maddow in particular was talking about the post office, which is, does not receive congressional funding. You know, it's not something that the Congress can cut funding for because their funding doesn't come from Congress. So, but they apparently, Daryl Ice's committee or one of the oversight committees in the House decided to have a hearing because they have nothing else to do. Sure. To have a hearing about how evil the post office is. And, uh, but the point was that Melissa Harris Perry said, and, and this, I think, gets to the crux of so much of what's going on in America today. Uh-huh. She made the point that the reason we had such a growth of middle class blacks in the 70s mm-hmm. was because dad worked for the post office and mom was a public school teacher. And I will tell you from personal experience mm-hmm. that <laughs> my my uh, uh, ex's family, mm-hmm. that was absolutely the case. Yep. This is this was the and and it was you know teacher teacher post office public school and uh, some some railroad. Well, but we're going to get know, into interracial marriage in a minute, Driftglass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. but but suffice it to say, yeah. uh, this is absolutely the case. This is yeah. this was the path to the middle class for African Americans. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are the unions they're going after now? Uh, well, and and. What Melissa Harris Perry made the point, and I think she's really on to something, mm-hmm. is that Republicans pick on these professions instead of race baiting mm-hmm. because it's a way to say, look, these people have something are taking away from you because they have pensions and they have all these privileges mm-hmm. and therefore they're uppity and the unions are uppity and the thugs are uppity and it's mm-hmm. not about you know, you don't have to say race. It's a very subtle way to not have to talk about race. And, and yet it is about white supremacy. It totally is about white supremacy. And you can transpose. This is this is going back to Lee Atwater's you know, famous statement that we can no longer say N-word, N-word, N-word anymore. But we can say busing, busing, busing. Right. We can say welfare, right. welfare, welfare, because everybody knows what we're talking about, you know. Yeah, and well, we could, and, and my ex said many times when we were in Alabama that, it's simply no longer fashionable or good for business to be overtly racist. Right. But That's you like can be uh, a religious bigot right. and say, well, you know, Christian values. Uh, and we know what that means. And we know what that means. That means white Baptists. Yeah. So there's all kinds cheats. of we ways. Welfare yeah, cheats. welfare cheats. You can say welfare cheats. You can say all kinds of things that aren't race-related and that won't 
bother the Chamber of Commerce, you know, the local right. Chamber of Commerce, and saying, oh, that's bad for tourism, you know. But you can, but it's a dog whistle, and they blow yeah. on it very loudly, and they blow on it for a very specific reason. But, but yeah, you, if you take all of the language about race from the from from you know fifties and before, sixties and before. Archie Bunker stuff, lazy, shiftless, you know, they, they, they want everything for nothing, et cetera, et cetera. You can transpose all that language onto labor, onto the union yep. movement, and it fits perfectly. You know, it's those people taken away from me for stuff they don't deserve um, because the government's letting them do it. Yep. And you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, that's yeah. Th- those are the jobs, you know, white America. Wake up, white America. Yeah, <laughs> These yeah. are the jobs you used to have. Yeah, yeah. You used to have pensions. You used to have, you know, decent health care. You traded it all away because that nice man named Ronald Reagan told you that you would have a better life. Well, 30 years later, you're fucked. Yep. How about instead of blaming the nice people who were, weren't stupid enough to fall for that nonsense? How about you go back and figure out that the people who screwed you are the people who deserve your outrage and not the people who are trying to live a middle-class life just like you? Well, I want to get back to Reagan in a minute because Uh I think that's also a big part of the picture. But before we do that, I wanted to talk to you about this Mississippi poll, and I want to hat tip Howie Klein for emailing this to me. They asked voters – in Mississippi, Republicans in Mississippi, which is if you're going to go to the source of the tumor, like we're going to go right to the tumor here and look is at this, it. Is this Mississippi America? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they asked Mississippi Republicans, you know, that's purebred right there. Yeah. That's what it is. If they think interracial marriage should be legal or illegal. And. What I found so interesting about this is it, it's at public policy polling, all one word, dot blogspot dot com. Uh, there were comments there saying, how dare you ask that question? Uh-huh. There are some questions that shouldn't be asked. Well, and wow. I <laughs> Good on you, man. Wow. Yeah. I thought, you know, because uh-huh. <laughs> that's just I guess that's just revealing an underbelly that they don't want to see, you know. Uh-huh. So they asked them if interracial well, well, marriage. No, no. Let me ask you a clarifying question. Did, were they outraged because how dare you question the right of someone to get married? Or no, were they they, I think they were outraged. They said some questions shouldn't be asked. Okay. And All I right. think I think it's you know what you're doing is bringing something up that's already been resolved, and for you to bring mm-hmm. that up is is simply um, uncovering some. Attitudes that are uh, passe, and they may be present, but they're passe, and there's no point okay. in bringing it up because those people aren't going to get their wish. Okay, well then I I stand by my good on you because yeah, right. Uh, that's my attitude. You know, how dare you even ask that question? Right. You know, well, right. So I'm sorry. <laughs> proceed. Uh, well, and and let me back up a little bit because um, as as you know, as many of our listeners know, uh, I lived in Alabama for 12 years. And interracial marriage was removed from the Alabama Constitution. You ha- and the Alabama Constitution is a piece of work. It's the longest constitution, one of the longest constitutions in the world. There's no local home rule at all. Everything from badger hunting rules to in, in one county to, to interracial marriage, everything has to go through by constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. And it has to be voted on by the voters. And it was 
created in, I think it was 1902, Constitution, and it had two goals. One was to keep blacks from voting, and the other was to keep property taxes low for the plantation owners, period. Those were the two purposes of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And so anything that has to be changed has to be done by a vote of the populace. And interracial marriage, the illegality of interracial marriage was overturned in the Alabama State Constitution in 2000, the year Mm -hmm. 2000. Uh-huh. And, and just so we're clear. It hadn't but, been it hadn't been enforced before that. Right. Uh for a while. But uh you know, officially it was removed from the constitution. And I have to say that there are a lot of progressives in it a lot. There are the the progressives in Alabama, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh these days vote no on every constitutional amendment because they want a new constitution. And so they want the Constitution to have things like a ban on interracial marriage in it to point out just how bad this Constitution is, and they want constitutional reform. And some, you know, one of these years, though. But the thing is, every time, every time anybody tries to say no, we need a constitutional convention to just Start give over. counties local rule yeah. and make this, you know, like other states. Mm-hmm. There is such a backlash of screaming about what you really want to do is raise taxes. Yeah, of course. It's, all, it's so, all about taxes. And so then it just it goes nowhere. Uh, but, okay, back to Mississippi Republicans and interracial uh-huh. marriage. They uh-huh. asked voters on this poll whether they think interracial marriage should be legal or illegal. Forty-six percent of Mississippi Republicans said it should be illegal. Yeah. Compared to 40 percent who think it should be legal. Yeah. yeah, and I guess yeah. the other fourteen um, percent didn't know what interracial meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's let's uh, let's give our uh, uh, listeners who might not have the because uh, we actually have you and I collectively have a little bit of background. We can talk with some degree of expertise about various aspects of this. And I'll, I'd like to indulge um, in two things, and the first is point out the fact that interracial marriage. The illegality of interracial marriage was struck down by the U.S. Constitution in 1967. Loving versus Virginia. Loving versus Virginia. And for those of you who wonder why you know people like Bluegal and I uh, harp on this obscene, especially since the blog against theocracy is coming up, mm-hmm. uh, this obscene um, um, alliance between bad Christianity and bad law and violence mm-hmm. in the South, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to conservatism. It's because the same people who hated blacks and wanted to keep, make sure they couldn't touch the flower of southern womanhood were using the same Bible, pounding the same pulpit, offering the same arguments a generation ago. Yep. And we'll be argue, arguing the same thing a generation hence. So with a little bit of indulgence, I want to read only the first line from the loving from the decision that went to the Supreme Court that the Virginia court used to justify making interracial marriage illegal. See if this sounds at all contemporary. It, uh, I know it, what you're uh, going to say, but go ahead and read it. And and of course, it's all the fault of meddling federal government, you know, outside, big government outside chief. agitators. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, those damn again, it's all about unions. It's either the labor unions or the union army that they have a bug up their ass about. So here it is. Almighty God created. I should read it. In Almighty God created the races: white, black, yellow, Malay, and red. And He placed them on separate continents. And but for the interference with His arrangements, 
There would be no cause for such marriages. The fact that he separated the races shows he did not intend for the races to mix. Wow. Right in the decision, it says God wants interracial God and his marriage wisdom to be. Was what, yeah. yeah. And what so the, next time you hear someone talking about what gays should be doing, because God, it's exactly the same fucking yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. And every time, every time you hear a bigot or a, a, a conservative invoke God, what they're really doing is they're invoking this decision. And the power that we liberals have is we remember shit like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we can bring that to the table. So. Well, and, and the p- part two of this poll situation, this was really, this is, you know, you talk about activist judges. There's also activist pollsters. And, <laughs> and these guys are activist pollsters. But in, they, act, they asked these Mississippi Republicans about interracial marriage and their attitudes about interracial marriage. And then they asked them what candidates they liked. <laughs> and Sarah Palin's net favorability with folks who think interracial marriage should be illegal is 17 points higher than it is with folks who think interracial marriage should be legal. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mitt Romney's favorability numbers see the opposite trend. Mm-hmm. He's at uh, plus 23. I'm not sure what these numbers exactly mean. But uh, with voters who think interracial marriage should be legal, but 19 points worse with those who think it should be illegal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that and, you know, we, we're going to talk for a minute about block against theocracy, but – that goes to show you that Christian fundamentalism has a very strong racist element to it. Oh, and always Often. has. Always has. This is this is something that Mark Twain pointed out. Yeah. You know, this is this is that that when it started to look like slavery was going to end, yeah. that's when the preachers took to the pulpits all over the South and started talking about God's plan and God's intention. If you read through the secessionist literature, and mind you, we're doing this on uh, the. The 150th anniversary, more or less, very close to, of the start of the U.S. Civil War over this little issue. Um, That you read through the secessionist literature, all the stuff that the the, uh, uh, Confederate government was saying, God is in every fucking sentence. God wants slavery. God, this is a good Christian institution. This is exactly what God intended. And the invocation of God to justify your bigotry and your stupidity mm-hmm. is so old in this country. And there's just a group of people at the murky, shallow end of the gene pool mm-hmm. that for whom that's never going to change. And those people have now all been gathered in one political party called yeah. Republicans. Right. And so they put all the chumps in one bus, which is why Donald Trump is there. Honestly. No, because whenever whenever a million chumps gather in his name, <laughs> Donald the, Trump the will Huck, come and try to clean up. Yeah, the Huck yeah. Donald will show up and, and and try to sell you snake oil. So don't be surprised about that. Anyway, proceeding onward, Blue Gal. Well, and, and I wanted to bring Reagan into this because Reagan's <laughs> speech in Mississippi. He is. The I mean, stir. it's all connected here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to tell them what he said in Mississippi. He went to Mississippi. You well, tell the story. Went, you went to this is and this is a sort of a New York Times story because this is one of those things that people like David Brooks um, freaked out about. You know, it's like yeah. biting down on aluminum. He, he, you know, when people started to point out that Ronald Reagan ran a racist campaign, mm-hmm. I don't think he was racist personally, but he, when he was in the South, 
he would use ex- explicitly coded racial terms. He called young men young bucks when he was in the South. It was, it was a very loaded, specific racist term. He talked endlessly about the, the welfare queen, the non-existent welfare queen that he made up to make people, you know, fearful of of those mooching black women who were having a million kids and driving around in Cadillacs. And he went to Philadelphia, Mississippi, which is famous for only one thing, and that's the murder, the three most famous murders in civil rights history. Mm-hmm. And he went down and stood practically on the site where they were killed and talked about states' rights and how you don't want them interfering government people coming down here. We know what we're talking about, don't we? Wink, wink. And every fucking whitey in that audience knew exactly what he was talking about. And it worked. Yep. Ronald Reagan talked to South, uh, ag- aggrieved racist Southern whites about how he was going to keep the federal government out of their business and quit them from meddling and interfering with their their little ways down there. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew what he was talking about. Yep. And then, of course, years later, when people simply document that fact and point out that first there was Reagan, then there was Lee Atwater, and it's just a, it's a history with these people. Carl Rove, yeah. And this is the part of republicanism and conservatism that Andrew Sullivan and people like Andrew Sullivan and David Brooks will not acknowledge. Right. They've completely... Right. Completely freak out because they have built such a such a, a temple to the to the sainted sainted memory of Ronald Reagan. When you bring shit up that actually happened, that he actually did, and without which there would be no Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Without Southern white bigots, there's no Republican Party. There's no Republican majority. There's no government shutdown. They've got nothing, mm-hmm. and they all fucking know it. And they dare not admit it in public because if they did, what would that make them? Right. That'd make them accessories after the fact. Right. Anyway, so that's 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 the the hate that dare not speak its name on the right is Ronald Reagan started this shit and he picked up from Nixon. Who, well, and who, then and then you have George Allen mm-hmm. coming back to run for the Senate again for Jim Webb's seat, and he's asking some black reporter where they played football, <laughs> and the the guy said to him twice, "Dude, I never played football." Mm-hmm. And the second time, you know, so where'd you play? <laughs> I'm sorry. It just. I, I played in your mother's bedroom while you were at school, George. How's that? <laughs> yeah. I put it in the end zone every time. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we getting are we getting through to you, Cracka? Are, are we am I starting to get your attention here? Yeah. And that's, oh, you know, this, this brings us full circle, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. Well, this is this is uh, as a final coda on this. This is Donald Trump's strategy. Donald yeah, Trump is exactly. at zero. Exactly. Donald Trump jumps up and down and screams birther. Donald Trump is now at twenty percent. Exactly. It's just that fucking simple. Yep. There is a hardcore, you know, majority in the conservative movement, Republican Party, which are now indistinguishable from each other, who are just racist scum, who are ignorant, accept. bigoted. Yeah. Won't accept a black president, and so any fact doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. And the fact that John McCain was born in Panama doesn't have any bearing. You know, I did did something at my blog a few months ago of a Google map. with. You know how they put a little letter A with a circle and a point on it and and point it down to show the location of your restaurant or whatever? Right. Uh-huh. And I did one for Honolulu with an A, <laughs> and I put A, location of Barack Obama's white mother's vagina in <laughs> all of 1961. <laughs> well, and I mean, talk- that fa- 
fact, the fact that his mother was a white American citizen, period. He can be born anywhere on this planet, mm-hmm. and he's a U.S. citizen, yeah. period. Well, he is the intersection of the two issues that Republicans yeah. crap their pants Intermarriage, race, <laughs> interracial race, marriage, and, and vaginas, you know. Yes, uterus, the, the uterus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Think about the uterus oh. that Barack Obama gestated huh. in. Ooh. Sprang from the white <laughs> American. And yeah. think about the fact that he is now, even as we speak, as we have mentioned before, having having nasty Muslim un-American sex on the bed where Ronald Reagan gave virgin birth to Roger Ailes. Think about that. <laughs> think about that. Think about he has his Muslim Kenyan hands all over the sheets where where oh, George You're Bush really played gonna go there, night. aren't you? <laughs> well, this is this is this is what the fevered you know yeah. you know tiny fevered little brains of these people are like. This is what yeah. freaks them out. And since they can't accept reality, they'll accept anybody yeah. who offers them an alternate version. And along comes Fox News, who says, "Oh yeah, we have an alternate version of reality. All you have to do is vote against your own interests, put a bunch of fascists in charge of the country, and in exchange, we'll give you." An alibi for being a pinhead. Yeah. Oh, that's a good deal. Let's do that. And here we are. You know. And now, and, and this is brings us to the you know present moment, Blue Gal. It does. It anyway, does. onward. Well, I just wanted to final, finally ask a question to Michelle Bachman, who wants to defund Obamacare. First of all, I think they're going to live to regret the day they called it Obamacare. As one of yeah. my commenters said, "Yeah, it's Obamacare, and Michelle don't care." Yeah. Michelle Bachman don't care. Yeah. And as you know, the more that healthcare reform starts to benefit people, uh, you know, people don't want to have that benefit taken away from them. So this defunding, first of all, defunding Obamacare, I just I don't even get what that's about. But what I want to ask Michelle Bachman is, you know, every senior who was in the donut hole Last year, and let's be clear about the donut hole. I I do believe that the donut hole starts at around twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars. You have to have spent that much on drugs in a year to reach the donut hole where you're no longer covered for prescription drugs under Mm -hmm. the Republican unfunded. You know, the system that they set up, the Republicans and George Bush set up as a sop to the pharmaceutical and insurance companies. Let's be clear, where you are not allowed to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies for For prices prices. comparable to everywhere else in the civilized world. You are are nothing but a a blob of cash. Yep. To be yep. shoveled into the f- big pharma's pocket. That's right. all and, you and are. If, and if you want coverage for the donut hole, you have to go to private insurance companies and buy that yeah. at a premium. And yeah. so, um, and most of, by the way, most of these uh, donut hole uh, bridge policies only cover generic drugs. So <laughs> it just gets worse and worse and worse, by yeah. the way. And, um, and that, and that but that is- brings me to the question, which is, one of the things that – now, should I call it Obamacare? Do you want me to call I, it – what do you think? Uh, sure. Should we call I, it Obamacare? That's that's a good question. 
Uh-huh. One thing, you know, I, I, I think a lot of progressives have decided they're not going to do that because Michelle Bachman does it, but maybe we should call it Obamacare. We're taking it back. We're taking it back. Uh, one of the things that, that this reform bill does, that Obamacare does or did last year, was every senior that reached the donut hole got a check for $250 to help them cover the cost of medication. And, and let me be clear about something else, that of the seniors, the, the um, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services did a study to, find, to estimate that more than 25% of people who hit that donut hole stopped following their regimen of drugs mm-hmm. because you have to choose between drugs and eating. Right. You know, that's what happens. And so at the end of the year, between Thanksgiving and Christmas – or earlier, Halloween and Christmas, you simply stop taking your medicine until January 1. And that is what Michelle Bachman is defending. It's That's what she voted for. Mm-hmm. And so the question I have for Michelle Bachman is, uh, seniors that got that check, if we defund Obamacare, do they have to send the money back? Yep. I would are think you going to so. tax them? How are you going to do that? You're going to get it, put it on their taxes so that they have to be taxed for the 250 and pay it back? You know, why do you hate freedom so much, Blue Gal? That's what I want to know. Why, oh, why, Blue Gal, do you hate freedom in America? And, you know, because this is, you know, and, and that lets me very clear. Those words are her little red men in black pen. Oh, yeah. No, this is – talk about whenever, dog whistle. I mean, this when, you're absolutely when, right. Talk about you dog start, whistle. Yeah. Whenever you start talking about the actual practical – Terrible, destructive, lethal consequences of Republican behavior. Yeah. They they take that pen out and do a mind wipe and you know suddenly yeah. what? Where am I? Freedom. What are we talking about? Freedom. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And you know, look away from the pen, people. Socialism. <laughs> look, it's socialism. Look, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is socialism. You know what? And I embrace it. <laughs> it is, that is absolutely so- socialism in in a mixed economy sense. That is absolutely socialism. It is. Us pooling our resources and acting as a group in, in to keep so that people we can, alive, people, and so that we are not picked off individually by people who have infinitely deep pockets and a million lawyers and access to lawmakers that we'll never have. We have to act that way, or they'll they'll eat us alive. Yeah. And if you don't get that, you know, you're just another GOP wannabe living in your double wide, assuming that one day you're going to hit the lottery and you're going to be rich. So and let's keep those taxes, taxes for rich people low. low. For, yeah, yeah, so that when I win the, the lottery, day, I don't when I, yeah. When I hit it big. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done. We have one announcement to make. If you yes. were listening to this on Friday or Saturday morning, uh, we will be on the radio on Saturday evening. We're Yay. going to be on Mad as Hell in America radio with Adam Klugman. He's uh, broadcasting from uh, Portland, Oregon. And he's also online at maddesshellinamerica.com. And we understand from Adam that we will have an MP3 of that to post to our podcast website. So if you're subscribing on iTunes, you'll get that. And if you're uh, interested in listening to that, that will also be on the list of podcasts on the the stream there on Mm -hmm. our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. And we both have links to Adam's site. On yes, our, on our, our blog. Well, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you can listen online. We uh, His show runs from 3 to 6 Pacific time. Uh-huh. 
and we will be on the second half of the second hour. So mm-hmm. that's 6.30 central time, but we'll be on uh, that second half of the second hour, whatever time zone you're in. Go to his website and check it out. And he's he's just gotten started. I think this is like a sixth or seventh episode, weekly episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's bringing progressive radio to Portland. We're really glad to hear it. So we're very and we're very glad to be part of it. And you know, and I understand there will be no uh, swearing. So that's right. Uh-huh. The, you know, th- there's that. You have to come to the real podcast for that. But yeah. <laughs> Adam's a great guy, and I've worked with him before on church-state separation issues. Uh, we are coming up on Blog Against Theocracy. Uh, which is our annual blog swarm. It's held every Easter weekend. The only reason we do it on Easter, no disrespect to our Lord and Savior, believe me. Or chocolate bunnies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I used to be a Christian scientist, and we weren't allowed in Christian science to celebrate Easter because Jesus is always with us. Jesus uh-huh. was resurrected, so you're not allowed to commemorate the resurrection because it's over. The resurrection's over, and he's right here. So, stop yeah. it. It was kind of it was kind of an odd way to look at it, but well, uh, you know that's, that's, that's what makes it a horse phrase, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> but the only re- the reason that we do Easter weekend is because that is the one time of the year, one or one of two times of the year that you can actually sort of count on the mainstream media to be looking at religious issues. So, yeah. so we kind of we kind of yeah. We, we piggyback on that. And so that weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 22nd to 24th, uh, everyone would be blogging against theocracy. And there's a lot of theocracy to blog against this year with. There sure is. Huckabee and Santorum and Palin and, you know. Bears, know. oh my. Yeah. I want to. And Newt, oh my gosh. Mother Jones had a thing on the Newt, the Newt Testament. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Oh yeah. And, and 30 years of crazy, you know, Hitler baiting stuff that Newt oh, has yeah. said over the years and just how many times he's brought, brought up. You know, Godwin's Law was made for Newt Gingrich. Everything is compared to Hitler and Auschwitz that his opponents oh, and- did, you know. And let us let us not forget let us, that Newt was the guy who pioneered GoPack, GOP Pack, yeah, yeah, which published lists of words and yeah. training videos for young Republicans to use to demonize Democrats in a methodical, mechanized, fascistic way every time they came in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. He really took it from a cottage industry and took Orwellianism. Put a real professional it. spin yeah. on it, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's the guy that did that. Newt Gingrich is the guy that did that. And and that among the many many millions of sins he has committed, he will burn in hell. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he will never be um, banned from television. From te- television or the Sunday shows, yeah. 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 Well, we want to thank our listeners. We're so glad you're there. We actually get emails on Friday from people letting us know they love the podcast. <laughs> it's like I guess they're wondering if there's going to be one today. Are you going to we- have one for us today? We have gotten emails on Thursday going, God damn it, when it oh it's Thursday. <laughs> we have wait, wait. Oh never mind. Never mind. <laughs> and Drift Class is here this weekend so that we can do for <laughs> it's so that we can do the radio show. That's the only reason you came down, right? Yeah, well I just you know wanted to make it easier for Adam. I really did. <laughs> I want to give the kid a break, you know. Uh, it's, he's new to the business. So I want to give the kid a break and make everything as easy as possible for young Adam there. And you and I cracked up this morning. I'm getting all the kids ready for school, and the two girls are in the living room. 
the, the older of the two girls says, hey, after school, let's play school. <laughs> With no sense of what she just said, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, Okay, I'll be in charge of teaching you to the test. Yes, and, and we'll all be learning. <laughs> we'll, we'll play yeah. learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty great kids, I gotta say. Well, thank you. You're doing a great job helping me raise them. So, uh, yeah. anyway, raising good liberals—that's what we're trying to do. I think. I well, when 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 the, the response to being angry about something is, I'm going to go write an award-winning play about it. Yes, you know? right. <laughs> I have to go upstairs and write in my journal now. Yeah. You yeah, made me is, so mad. Yeah. <laughs> and she's them, eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It's uh-huh. like, I'm mad at you. I'm going to go right now. <laughs> Mom, what? What's another word for dyspeptic? Uh, <laughs> how, do you spe- how do you spell furious? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, that's, that's the house we live in. Um, yeah. We're yeah. very grateful for that. But we're grateful that's for you, one. too, and we want you to email us. We are at proleftpodcast at gmail.com, and we love hearing from you. We had a really good email from one of our listeners this week about the Republican long game. I'm sorry we didn't have time to talk about the Republican long game today, but it was a really good email. Thank you for that. And Jim sent that email, and we love getting emails from you. We are also have a we-, we also have a website. Mm-hmm. professionalleft.blogspot.com where you can listen to past episodes for free. At work or anywhere else with no download and no registration. And uh, we have gotten emails from people saying it's really great to be able to listen to you at work with a set of headphones and not have to enter an email or register or, you know, file something or download iTunes even. You don't even have to download iTunes at work to listen to us. So. Is it, it's great, but is it, is it worth five bucks, Blue? Yeah. Well, that's the question, and we are grateful to you for those of you who are contributing to our podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going, to, we're working on getting some different ways to uh, allow people to subscribe, and mm-hmm. we are working with bank and so forth to figure out about. I don't. We haven't quite figured out how we're going to get PO Box and bank to coordinate. PO Box is easy to get. Bank account with professional left on the checks is a little more involved because yeah. that it's just a little more involved. We're working on that. But uh, if you would like to contribute to this podcast, and we never ask for more than five bucks, but we really appreciate it, you're helping to fund not only the work of this podcast, but our trip this summer to Netroots Nation. For which there will be a special fundraiser, I assure you. Yes, we will have a special fundraiser. We're going to need it. Um, we, we did win, and we want to thank you again for all your votes. We won the Democracy for America scholarship to go to Netroots Nation, and I had a wonderful conference call with those folks this week and found out what's covered in that. And basically, if I, if I want to have Drift Class as my roommate, I have to pay for <laughs> half of the hotel. So we're going to pay for half the hotel, and driving up is all on us, all the gas, and uh, the um, quite a few meals actually will ha- all the breakfasts and all the and two of the dinners we'll have to pay for and so forth and we're going to have kids with us for the first two days hopefully we can walk them around the displays and show them what oh look the it's po- union guys here <laughs> ask me and and show the seven year old she'll she'll already know what ask me means and go up and say. My favorite union is SEIU. <laughs> Where are the thugs? Where are the th- I was we want to see some thugs. Wait Where are the thugs? 
but we're looking forward to exposing our children to that yes. uh, for the first for the first day or so. They'll be with us, and we need money. We need money to do all of this. There is an opportunity at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, for you to drop five bucks in the hat and support our podcasting work and our efforts to get to Netroots Nation. We really appreciate your help. Because, you know, when we do this, when we record this or when we're writing, we're essentially doing it in an empty room or yeah. alone or whatever. And, we, you know, it's, it goes out into the air and it makes a difference or it doesn't. And that kind of direct feedback and that kind of keep up the good work stuff is just uh, unbelievably um, therapeutic and delightful. Yeah. So, and and that $5 contribution, by the way, is really just that. It's a vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. Of, I believe in what you're doing and I'm willing to take the time, first of all, to click that button and enter that information and also uh, five bucks to say, mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. what you do has actual value. It lifts us that you do that and we want you to know thank you so much for the, the support. So how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties had no idea they were registered to vote in Wisconsin. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. This podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2011, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.